This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. My name is Dale and I'm your host as always. Whoa, it's magic. You know, it's Matt Bungard. Hello. Uh, and it's hard to believe it's not so, it's Mitch Doyle. I mean, not so. Uh, it think, is. I think you're not so. <laughs> G'day, everybody. Alrighty, how was everybody's weekend? Great. Was it magical? Uh, it actually was quite magical. Hmm. Well, it yeah. was full of FOMO. So much FOMO. So much. <laughs> yeah. It was I, won't, I won't be missing this again next year. I'll no, no. That much this, is, this, uh, is this now the biggest... Uh, does, does this... Gen- genuine question. Does this weekend overtake the grand final as the best thing in rugby league? Well, when was the grand final good? Like, you know, it's the, the grand final's always... The, it's the destination. Nah, but the grand final's never been the event that it is in other sports. Mm. It's no, just kind of like a o- thing. Origins is still rugby league's event, sadly. It, it yep, is. So it might top it, though. I mean, just hoping. three or four days are just debauchery. Good footy. Yeah, well, passable footy. Hey, but no, I thought I thought good footy. I know you're yeah. talking. You're looking too much at the scoreline. Uh, well, I thought there was a lot of good rugby league played yeah. on this weekend, mm-hmm. and, a, and a fast deck allows Even that. Even in the blowouts, there were some really good tries. But um, so I look was. forward to this being taken to Sydney and there being shit footy. That won't well, happen. That's well, a terrible idea. No, no. It's well, it's got two more years signed in Queensland. Yeah, and then it's about. I think that's one thing. All these fans who already before before it happened, whinging about it. A lot of people come around after it happened. A great weekend, but it's like, oh, why is it it played X Y Z or here or there? It's like, well. Do you not understand how anything in the world works? <laughs> People pay for things and then, then they get they, them. Yeah, then they get them. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it. I would want this anywhere else, to be honest. I know, oh, that's so. it. People say, I'll play it at ANZ, I'll play it at no, Bankwest. No, Wait, thank you. you mean like all the other games yeah. Yeah. that get played there all year? Yeah. Like, no, it's all right. Also, I want to go somewhere else. North no, Sydney. It's a, it's a great it's a great place for it, and uh, you know it's not saying this old rubbish old Queensland's own rugby league, but no, it's uh, one of the places you'll get attendances. When this is played away, like and, there's, and also, there's always been I mean, more of an appetite for league there, and the, and the attendances in this weekend showed that. Like the the ground itself, I know we'll get onto the games in a sec, but like the ground itself, it's in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. It's surrounded by pubs, surrounded by restaurants and hotels. Perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Play it at ANZ. You got to catch the train there. You got to get frisked on the way in. You got to go to the pub that's too small. It sucks. Yeah. And I mean, no, I'm, none I'm, of this. If I was there, I would have gone to all the games and stayed at them because I'm a loser. But I know many people who went in and out, like went to Caxton, went back for games, which whatever. was fantastic. That's what you can do. That's what that's it, what that it does. did remind me a lot of the uh, the test at Adelaide, where you can like duck out the back to the beer garden or mm. go out of the ground and come back. And but it was a good weekend. And and this, whilst the grass obviously died, the ground held up surprisingly well. There was like no real divots or anything throughout the weekend. Like not nothing compared to. What early days Suncorp were like, or compared to what we saw from the SCG when they had like two games in two weeks. You need to tell me here. that there's not some kind of injury conspiracy. There's not. That was funny. That's been proven mm, wrong. Please. But it's already every year we get here. This, geez, it feels like there's more injuries this year. Here every year. Is the game too tough, Mitch? Do you think the rugby leagues become too tough? It's like, is there more concussions with concussion protocol? Hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna guys. I'm not gonna be the guys gonna tell you that. I'm not a big concussion guy, yeah. but there are some good concussions. It's, it's just funny when you hear that from fans when you forget we're in this game that like throughout even my lifetime or our lifetimes. A lot of the biggest storylines in our lifetimes have come from injury. It's hmm. like, you know, Josh Hannay played Origin at a reserve grade because of injury. Brett Finch was caught off of a beach because of injury. You know, Shane Wemke played a grand final with a broken arm. We had the broken jaw story. We had Cooper Cronksing, whatever, whatever. Injury is a big part of the game. There wasn't more injuries this weekend because it was played at one stadium. If the pitch fell apart, potentially, yes. But most injuries happened on the weekend with contact injuries. Hmm. But anyway, uh, NRL Physio has a good tweet about that if you want to go read up. He compared the numbers. He tracks his own numbers round by round and... Yeah, no no outlier this weekend. Mm, good. That's what we like to see. Alrighty, moving on to the footy. Speaking of, Gold Coast Titans 18, the Sharks 26. 
big shout out to Dale for not putting in his tips until Friday afternoon mm-hmm. and somehow still tipping this one correctly. Congratulations. Well done, me. Oh, the away team. Yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Nonsense. You should, just get a, you should just get a zero if you fail to tip. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, Frankie's tip. And, and Frankie tips, if you don't put any tips in by the round starts, you get zero for the whole round. That's fair enough. I That's much prefer that. It's yep. brutal. The other problem is that you, your tip gets locked in for the round, which I don't like so much. Mm. But it, you good. win some, you lose some. Yeah. Um, I lose a lot. Let's be honest. My <laughs> tipping sucks. Huge fan of Paul Gallen shushing the crowd at the end of the game. Yeah. yeah. Not big Paul Gallen fan, big fan, big fan of the shush. And big <laughs> yeah. fan of the lack of respect in round 10 to be taking the, pen, the goal. To be kicking the goal in round 10. Yeah. Well, big you know. fan. <laughs> Uh, look, the the Titans, I think, were fine. Yeah. I'll be honest, ah, but yeah. not good. No, not, I mean, not good enough. There's again the Sharks coming in with this already bit part roster, and then Fafita plays six minutes. Matt Pryor plays nineteen minutes. Like they don't come back on, and you still lose. And actually, you don't score a point after half time. So you think after yeah. half time, maybe the Sharks would slow down. But it went the other way. The Sharks got more and more control of this game, and as it went on, it, the Sharks were more and more dominant. Like. You look at the Titans side, and it, you know you, some of these signings. We all know we, we, none of us are Tyrone Peachy fans, but he was just abhorrent in this game. You, 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 and we've said it before, but like there are there are in the same way that there's not that it's a, there's not a single game that can win you a premiership, for example, yeah. but a single game can lose you a premiership. There's not a single game that can win you an Origin jersey, but fuck, if Tyrone Peachy <laughs> ever plays Origin again, I'll be, set myself on fire. Yeah, he, he is was, fucking awful. He was terrible in this game. It's so many t- plays that cost his team potential chances to get back into the game. Like when he kicked that ball for nobody, when he kicked into touch God, five minutes ago. Yes. And then also when he gave that really dumb penalty away, when the game was, you know, it was pretty much over, but, you know, they had they were only down by two. And if they if they, if they force, you know, and get the ball back, sorry, they could go down the other end and maybe score. Like he gave a penalty away and that was it. You know, Sharks marched up the field until Paul Gallon then scored. Brent, Brennan, uh, Gus Brennan came out at halftime, I believe, and said to Freddie, I think it was Freddie. Mm. He was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way that we're playing. I think he said, I'm not happy with the way that we're playing, but I'm happy with where we're at. Or words to that effect. Who said that? Garth Brennan. No, and I was like, what are you talking about? That sounds like him. What are you, what are you doing? Like, they, the fact that Peachy scored just before halftime definitely, you know, covered their blushes at least. Mm. But, man, like, if that's your attitude going into a footy game, like, what are you doing? You've, yep. you've got to expect better of your team and of yourself than that. I feel like Jai Arrow's looking into a mirror when he's playing Paul Gallon too because what he's doing now is like when the Sharks used to suck and Gallon would get like 3 million metres a week, you're like, yeah. oh, you're that guy now. You're on the Titans. Why are you trying so hard? Because <laughs> no one else is. Yeah, there's no, there's definitely no one to go with those those yeah. performing players like Don. Or, I mean, even Don and Gordon. Like, yeah. they're, they're, Gordon himself is slugging his guts out. But you're like, it's not mm, much there. They, yeah, no and good. I really hate, like, I like Brian Kelly, but him being on the right's been terrible. So there's so few guys who are natural left centers in the game, and he has a left hand carry, and he doesn't do anything with the ball anymore now because anytime the defense comes across, they already ta- take, ta- sorry, take on his ball carrying arm. Like, he yep. doesn't get an arm loose anymore. Um, I thought Ash Taylor was pretty good for 40 minutes, then went quiet, but. This is classic Ash at this point now. He's been good for two weeks now, but it's just like last year. Once he heard there was a chance he'd play Origin, he turned up, and he's doing it again right now. He is the, he's not, the ultimate like contract player. Yeah, like I'm an Ash Taylor fan, but he's just not. It's just not good enough. Like, people put pressure on on, on higher profile million dollar men at, at other clubs because they're higher profile clubs. But it's about time Ash Taylor had the, had the pressure turned up on him because he's a million dollar man. You know, this team was in this game. He didn't do shit. Look at look at the comparison between say Ash Taylor and DCE. Mm. You know, both both at relatively small clubs, both million dollar players. I'm not shitting on Manly for the fun of right. it, although it is fun. <laughs> um, like both at relatively small clubs, 
both clearly the best playmaking op- op- mm-hmm. option at their at their club, and like the amount of pressure that's put on DCE to be like the best player in the comp versus the amount of pressure that's put on Taylor is quite telling. It is. And there's always talk about moving. These are the two teams, two of the three teams that always get talked about moving. Yeah. And these are the kind of marquee franchise players, aside from maybe Tommy Turbo. Yeah. And, like, the the disparity is incredible. It is. And, yeah. But before we move on, just shout out to, I thought, I think, Braden Hamlin Ueli had a really solid game. Is in he one. the biggest man in the world? Yeah. Well, he's had two or three good games in a row now. And he came into the year and he said this week he didn't expect to play any first grade. He, like, he, was, he thinks he's a Newtown Jets player. But now he's played five games. Been pretty good. And... You know, he's getting a bit more free with a bit more confidence, a few offloads in this game, and Jack Williams performed as well. So those guys and Jason Mercuria really stepped up. They lost Matt Pryor and Andrew Fafita. They had every right to pack it in, but they didn't. And, yeah. and they, when they went from there, and they've still got no Sean Johnson, no Matt Moylan. They lost Fafita, as I said, prior. And What's they won, the story won with those two blokes, with Moylan and Johnson? Well, Moylan and Woods is out too, but Moylan and Woods are probably back any time now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you always get the you know round 12 wetter timeline. Who knows what that actually is? But Sean Johnson's a couple of weeks, like six weeks away or something similar. Isn't so they're the so Moylan and Moylan and Woods rather are the equivalent of like the felt injury issue that that he was a whenever he feels like coming back on <laughs> Yeah, Josh Morris decent game too. He might be getting a uh, Origin SOS and he was pretty good in this one. I thought he was the best on ground. Well, mate, no nah, Blues. Blues have like nobody left for centers. Are they going to be able to play Origin this season at all? Yeah, Is they that, will. Are the games going to happen? <laughs> Too many injuries, play the, man. Tell, play the I'm telling game. you, Dale, it feels like there's more injuries this year. At, uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, speaking of brain injuries, yeah. uh, West Tigers 30, Panthers 4. But, uh, this I, game gave me a brain gonna, injury. Shout out 17,000 turning up to that Thursday night game. Yeah, yeah. I know. I did question having a Thursday night game at all just because for, uh, uh, most people we know who went up didn't go to that game. Well, yeah, the NRL didn't the want it, but yeah, obviously the broadcasters yeah. have a say. And I think there's something wrong with you as a fan if you can't understand that the broadcasters should have a say. Yeah. They're, they're the biggest yeah. stakeholder in the game. Nah, fuck them. Hey, look, yeah. they pay, uh, they pay um, wage. If you, you said that people could leave in the middle of the games and come back again. Mm-hmm. You probably... You, a fair few people probably left this Tigers game after 20 minutes. Yeah, went the to the pan- pub. The Panthers did. And then, well, I don't, I don't think they ever turned up. Yeah. Did but, the Panthers um, get wristbands like when they trotted onto the field so they could go to the bar and get back in? Because fuck, they were hopeless. They <laughs> yeah, played they like they'd been at the bar for 40 minutes. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, look, if the West Tigers play another 20 minutes of footy like this ever Never. again, I'll be shocked. I, I agree. It was. It was. Was it like? It was like five five tries off six sets or something ridiculous. Like yeah, that. it was Globetrotters Rugby League for a moment. Just take there, the wasn't ball. It? He's spinning yeah. on his finger. They're such a weird team. Like four weeks ago, they lost by forty. The week after that, they won by twenty. Then last week, they lost by thirty. And then this week, they won by thirty. Like, and I don't. They become so unmatched as well. That's yeah, so, that's not match ball. This is not. This is not. The mad, the Michael McGuire. This is not the magic we like, know, and love. know and love. Yeah, yeah and what he mentioned with it being so inconsistent. They're five wins from ten games. But they're 174 and 170 against because they get smashed they're or they perfectly smash somebody. Consistent. <laughs> yeah. Point, points differential of zero, Mitchell. Yeah. Perfectly yeah, balanced as all, as all things. Are they the, yeah, are they the Thanos yeah. of uh, are they the Thanos of Well, the NRL? they're not though, Dale, because in the peloton of mediocrity, being 500 actually puts you above average. Oh, <laughs> so many shit teams. <laughs> they're, they're so they're actually sixth teams. right now, despite being the exact definition of average. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Tigers. This was what I expected the first time they played against Ivan Cleary. He didn't really come, but it came in this game. Like they came out of that gate, they shot out of a cannon when this game started. Mm. And Penrith couldn't go with them. And now you've already got talk from Penrith talking about rebuilding. It's come out of the club this week, mm-hmm. and out of Ivan Cleary's now. Got, 
You hate to see it. Far so, out. Is this, is this club never not rebuilding? They're always like moving on to the next group of 20-year-olds and every two, three years they, re, re, they refresh they're, a lot. They're, um, they're Barney Stinson, basically. New is always better, is but their motto. Penrith, so like, Penrith are the ship like, of Theseus of rugby league. <laughs> if, you keep building, if you keep building the different parts, yeah. is it still the same club? No, it's clearly not. Yeah. Apart and, from Ivan. Being and there's there. rumours of Dal Martinez losing out being let go as of this week. I heard that. That's ridiculous. And like, uh, yeah, as Bungard, probably his biggest fan in terms yeah. of. And I think if he goes to Parramatta as rumoured this week, and Parra let Gutho go, I think they might have got addition by subtraction in the long run from that. I think Gutherson's obviously a good player, but if you get with Hedy's losing on good value, I think there's a lot of potential in him as a fullback yeah. and, and potential in the, kind of the Val Holmes type of fullback. He's not really a ball player. But he supports through the middle, pushes through the middle, and just when he has the ball, this crazy shit happens. Sometimes he doesn't know what he's going to do. No one knows what's going to happen. But he's just a enthusiastic player. Why would they player. release him? Is he not happy, or are they future? I don't know. I don't know. But that's the rumor. Is if he can okay. find a deal, not the future plans. I guess I don't know. But that's strange. Yeah, that's, he was and actually that is weird. I can't, can't imagine that discussion. Just sorry to jump in, but I can't no, imagine right. that discussion. Oh, you're the Kiwis captain. Yeah. Um, you're 24. That's too old. You we have to turn you into soup in the next six weeks. Yeah, you're t- you're slogging your guts out and <laughs> turn you into soup. Yeah, but it is. It was weird to hear as well that apparently Ivan Cleary is is in charge of the football department as well. And it's just it's a 1990s kind of move. Hey, like as sport evolves, it's getting mm. more specialised, and you know, so you end up having people in charge of separate departments and people doing X, Y, Z, whatever. But I'm sure it's not as heavily involved as as what it sounds. But it doesn't to me an effective football club can't be run by one person. Like you can't be head of recruitment, head of retention, head of the actual head coach. You know the the, the head the head of, uh, sorry not, sorry managing the salary cap and managing contract deals. You can't be head of all that stuff. The, You've got to sleep. At there's some like point. you can count on one hand the number of sporting organisations in the world that have that kind of setup and it works. Like Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, yeah, um, Greg Popovich. That's yeah, but essentially they, it. they gave it to like you know a really really good great coach who did it for like 20 years to get yep. that. Not a guy who's never done it ever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's in, they're an interesting spot now, aren't they? Just you look as they mentioned rebuilding you look across their squad and it just feels average. Mm. Like you feel like their best player might be James Tarmow this year, and you know you couldn't have said that for the last few seasons. That's, I think that's certainly the case, but um, that's pretty damning yeah. indictment on the well, quality of the team. As it you is. Say. Hey, it is. on the bright side for them, Eastern Masters being bad at goal kicking means they're not last. So <laughs> that's a definite. <laughs> Got to take your victories yeah. where they come. And over yeah, over for the Tigers. I mean, Ryan Madison. I think it was one of the obvious picks awesome. for some of the season, yeah. but he's just been. He's been better than I've expected he'd be on the edge. He's dropped a few kilos when he got there. He's been sensational as an edge forward. Is for he, them. He's, he might be better than Crichton, right? Who they obviously let him leave to sign. So uh, He'd be close. He might be. And he's certainly... He's got more, doing, finger, he's got de- more fingers. Speaking about value. value. He's doing more. Speaking about that, And he's, well, he's more damaging ball runner this year than yep. Crichton you know, made, made his hay on, on his damaging ball running. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought he was great. Oh, Benji was, was exceptional coming back into the game. What a shock having an actual two halves helps. But... Yeah, it was a good game for the Tigers, but I just can't put so much into it considering, like as you said, they're Jekyll and Hyde every other week. Mm. Uh, so next week they play... Uh, who do they play? Who do Wests have? They play Melbourne Storm. Oh, they're going to concede a thousand points. Maybe. Oh, 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 God, they're, not, they're five and four, sorry. Not, they played ten? They're five and four, sorry. Not five and five. My bad. It's all right, mate. How good's my math? They'll Nine be five rounds. And five next Don't week. I work with numbers for a living. I do. Uh, Alrighty, speaking of working with numbers, Manly Waringa at ten, Brisbane 26. Brisbane, good. Mm, one not really oh, no, not t- t- just two wins outside the eight Mitchell yeah. got, how does got it them feel right you're on the up got them right where you want them the Broncos were at ho- 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 for the first 30 minutes of this game you're well, nearly I mean, as a, good as Newcastle it's an away game I can understand yeah like um, New- Manly had Moses Sully only play 19 minutes had Brad Parker go off he came back on can too, you run out of players they let yeah 
Can you almost. exhaust the supply of able-bodied <laughs> men who play rugby league in the in the North Shore area? This is what it was like for the Soviets at the honestly, end of the war. They're, they're out of men. There are, are no more men. That's why Curtis Siren in the halves. The with third Tavoyevich is going to get a call up soon. He's but like Curtis, eight years old. But Curtis Siren is going to play for the Kangaroos. Don't worry about that. <laughs> right, the Kangaroos six is going to happen. That is. Well, I pulled up some numbers during the week of the Broncos. Just how bad we are, and essentially we're the worst at the comp at everything. Like it was. It, you know, it's a third of the way through the season. And I pulled up some random things, you know. You know, you hear people talking about effective contact and all that kind of stuff. But this is on a different, you know, I'm not talking about that level that Seabolt's talking about. I'm talking about next level numbers, which sounds like I'm talking myself up. But anyway, things like, you know. So the Broncos have made the second most errors on the opposing goal line, despite the third least plays there. They make a mistake every five plays. That's on the genuinely impressive. Every, every five plays. Every, set you, every, every goal line set, you drop the yeah. ball. That's good. We've conceded a league-worst 15-7 tackle sets. This is before the round started, by the way, so it's a, th- a third of the season. Yeah, fair. Off of the seven tackle sets, conceded a league-leading four tries, and four teams in the combi to concede off one of those. So, we, But that's it. Um, the Broncos have got the ball on the opponent in goal three times, and they've conceded on the re- resulting seven tackle sat- set all three times. Yeah. So the bottom wow. three, yeah, wow. literal eight-point turnaround. Yeah, um, Jesus. The Broncos conceded the equal second-least penalties with 42, but they conceded the second-most tries from penalties. They can see the league worst try every three point eight penalties. Some of these stats are downright it. remarkable. Like you sh- it shouldn't be possible to have the no. most goal line errors when you have the fewest goal line sets. Yeah. Like, but yeah, they can see the league worst try every three point eight penalties, and then the Broncos can see the third most offloads in the comp, and have conceded the most tries from offloads. Sixteen tries from offloads. Uh, they can see to try every six offloads against them. For reference, the Storm can see to try every twenty one offloads against them. So if if Tamalolo played against the Broncos, he would, he would get and offloaded three tries worth of offloads. The, the yeah. Cowboys would win by one hundred and ten yeah. points. So it's one of those things. Like, I've done this all the time. Obviously, with access to numbers over the years, you'll, sometimes you'll you'll talk about your own team and you'll think, God, we're so bad off of you know why do we keep giving up seven tackle sets and conceding off them? We're so bad at that. And then you look at the numbers and you're like, Oh, actually, we're not that bad. Mm. That happens all the time. Except in this instance, we were the worst at everything. <laughs> The numbers actually back your, like, your oh, intuition. I was, I was like, geez, we, we give away a lot of seven tackle sets. The worst at it? Geez, we can see a lot of tries of seven tackle sets. The worst at it? Geez, <laughs> we can see a lot of tries of offloads. Oh, you are, we are the worst at that. Mm. It was weird. It was just like, why is this confirming everything? I'm I'm pleased that you know what our listeners want, and that is you being depressed about the Broncos. So even in a yeah. crushing victory, you've chosen to ignore the game completely <laughs> and just talk about crushing how bad victi- Brisbane are. Crushing victory yeah. also. Well, but that was it though. This doesn't feel like a victory for mine. It was like a lose-lose situation. There's not much you can take away from this because Manly just have no players left. And I know, I know we are exaggerating to an extent, but honest to God, like they're... they're they they really like they they're gonna they're gonna have to have like a sixty man captain. Honestly, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what they're gonna do. It's it's, it's remarkable that they're still in the top well, eight. We got Dylan a, Walker as back. A recording. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, great. And Brendan yeah. Elliott was like holding his hands for the last like thirty minutes of this game too. It's like whatever. And like the Broncos obviously got on top of them and ended up winning, but the Manly were all over them for the first thirty. Mm. And whilst they came back on top, I thought Milford was really good in that game. He set up two tries and and scored another. And Stags was all right too. It just again, it was just like with the lack of energy. Across the park, this isn't impressive in those early moments. Yeah, you know, I th- out of us, the positives are like I thought Jake Turpin was sensational with McCulloch injured. Like, I think there was no coincidence that Milford and did and had pretty good games with with Turpin at dummy half. He, his service was crisp and it was in front of the man all the time. And fans obviously of obviously been too tuned by Super Coach and they they pay too much attention to the tackle counts and all that kind of stuff. But for the first sixty odd minutes, Turbin had like twenty five tackles. Yeah, and that like, he ended up with thirty eight. But that's it. Like he stayed fresh by not working working his ass off. When we had the ball, he was making an impact, and he was taking the meters that were on offer when when Manly didn't set uh, weren't set square at marker, yeah. and he had a good game like that. 
But as for Payne Haas, I mean, I know there's been hyperbole about him his whole career so far, but it seems like it's justified if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, so far, yes, absolutely. Getting had 20 runs for 202 metres, and he's got the he's averaging the fourth most metres out of any any forward in the game right now, and that's for a 20 year old. You know, it's not, it's not a bad effort. I was, no. I was trying to think of the last time a 19, 20 year old had played this well, starting in the forwards. George Burgess. And is is was George twenty? Is it twenty one, twenty two? Maybe twenty. Now or when yeah. he when was, he did it? Oh, when he was, was 20? killing people. Yeah. I was thinking from yeah. yeah. I thought the ones I thought of were George Burgess and Marco Mealy. I was going to say mm. Marco Mealy was one of those guys that peaked really young. Not that he wasn't good later no, in his career, but young Marco Mealy was what so as well. Well, well, was more about the in the engine room and talking about in the yeah, middle fair. there. But yeah, what But yeah, I thought Haas was exceptional. I thought Turpin was good. Unfortunate for Jack Bird having a fantastic season to, to have that happen to him. Probably was going to walk into the Origin team this week. Unfortunately, but, he can't walk but, anywhere. No, but he can't. Yeah, but that was just unfortunate for him. And apparently, James Roberts still isn't going to play next week, so that's real fun. Mm. But yeah, just that speaks to we the won, harmony. We won, but I, I was, wasn't impressed. You know, Joe was also good off the bench again. Over at Manly's side, like, what can you really say? They've kind of fell apart. I mean, they started really strong. Um, Jack Kosevsky did okay filling out in the centres. I thought, you know, Marty DePower had a solidish game. Jake Turbo filled in all right as that pseudo halfback, whatever six he's playing. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they obviously can't expect much out of games when they're putting these lineups out there. But they, they hung in for long enough. But, yeah, I don't think their fans expected any different than the result. No. It's frustrating it's time to be them, but oh well. Oh, yeah. oh well. And All the Brisbane right. get to play Roosters next week, so that's fun. Um, mm. Yeah, young Tom Dearden. Could he be playing himself into the Queensland number seven, Mitchell? Mate, it, well, you might hear that tomorrow. And the, uh, pay attention to the news tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually, he's been okay, though. He's, he's, it's def- sometimes it's, so it's, it's kind of like with the, the dogs with Lachlan, Lachlan Lewis last year. It's kind of, it's not, sometimes the, the new guy doesn't need to be like amazing. You just no. need, sometimes you just need a fresh pair of hands. Well, was, like, he straightens the attack when he gets the ball. He can actually pass and he switched back to Milford a few times. Mm. And he, whilst his kicking game isn't amazing yet, he's a bit of a lolly leg, but he's only 18. But yeah. it's better than Nicaragua's it's, it's a good... I mean, there's not really going to be much pressure on him for the rest no, of the there year. Is so a, it's a good, good, good he spot. He puts his body into contact and defense too, which something Nicaragua hates yeah. doing. So that's not too bad. Alrighty, moving on to, speaking of Lachlan Lewis, it's Bulldogs uh, 10, Newcastle 22. Yeah, well, maybe they should have played Lachlan Lewis. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe his partner shouldn't have had a baby. How rude. Terrible. No, it wasn't... Uh. Well, no, his, his partner, was sta- he stayed down in Sydney because his partner was having a baby. Yeah, but I thought he got dropped last week anyway. So no, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. Mm. So that's why he didn't play. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So no, who... I've, I've been given conflicting mail. Well... Um, well, it is interesting though. Outside of his dropping, it was it was strange to see Reese Martin dropped out of the side again. And I was obviously Harawira and I was injured, so I believe he might have been playing in the centres. Harawira and I over Marcello Montoya in this game, but it is kind of strange to now see them already shuffling back the deck chairs they just shuffled. I was just about to say those exact words: yeah. shuffling the deck chairs once again. Yet still, the ship is going down. Yeah, you know, I just don't understand. Like you need to start having some people on these deck chairs that can swim. I'm just waiting for, like, where's the story coming out about what Reese Martin does off the field or at training? He must be the laziest person alive or something. Maybe he just does goal kicking. Because he plays well in the game. Yeah. Like, I know it's this is one of the problems I have with, with uh, how James Roberts is being handled at the Broncos now. It's like, you don't have to be good at the game, all week at training. I'm sorry, like, good coaches understand how to manage a certain group of players. Mm. Not all 30 players in your squad are going to be great trainers. Weekend warriors are okay. Mm-hmm. If Reese Martin's a weekend warrior, you figure out how to get the best out of him. And if he helps you win rugby league games, you have to put up with that. Yeah. Just how it is. And like if he if he just wants to do, for example, you know, he just wants to run through X drills and he wants to do his goal kicking and he wants to do his gym work, then like yeah, that, sometimes that's fine. They were so flat and uninspiring in this game. They're so yeah. getting back into it when the Knights just capitulated. Yeah, well, which which yeah. 
It seems to be a thing with the Knights. Even this little winning run they're going on, they sort of have this dip midway through the second half. Yeah. It looks like they could bottle it and then they they're, pull they're, away. They've been quite lucky in the last, as you say, last few weeks where they've not really... In, in these dips, they've not really come against a team. No, it's been, that, they've had a kind draw, don't get me wrong. Yeah, they've like, not come up against a team but, that's put 40 know, points on them in 10 minutes. They were getting written off a couple of weeks ago. Now they're one win outside the eight. So you know, if and they're going to be back to near the spoon in about four weeks. Well, <laughs> very true. <laughs> they're going to go on down, you know, peaks and troughs, as you say. Just yeah. that this trough is going to continue going down for four weeks. Yeah, it's um, I mean they were really good. They started the game real strong for the first twenty or thirty. The Knights did, and it, yeah, I thought, mate, they might be putting a score on here. I kind of hoped they would, to be honest. I know it's silly, but like I was kind of like. Maybe this is the game that clicks. Maybe this is it. They scored two. They scored three tries in a, in a half. Maybe it's this time they're going to go on and win the second half. Uh, no, no, I was wrong. They went on. They no. went on the Bungard dip. They as didn't. You say. And they have. Um. They've been. They've kind of got a few lucky calls. Obviously, this game what didn't change the game. They had a couple of lucky calls last few weeks. Like they got turning in all the coins they collected over the last few years of all the bad calls they copped. Mm. Like that Mitch Pierce knock on being missed. I just don't know how that got missed at all. He yeah. threw the ball in the air forward like. <laughs> Clearly, I mean, no one Can- around him. Canterbury had shown next to nothing in their several goal on sets before that moment, so I don't oh, think they would have scored. No, 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 but it was truly yeah, but it was a strange. It did goal. lead to a very nice Callum Ponga try, which we otherwise would not have leaving had, so. broken Kieran Four on the ground. That, that was, was that man. was tough to look. He, you don't see many ankle breakers in the NRL, but here we are. You don't. And uh, shout out to Heimel Hunt. We've mentioned this before, but he had another good game, keeping Tata Moga at bay. Going all right. He'd hmm. be. Yeah, yeah, and Herman SCS had a decent game with the bench again too, which is all right to see. But yeah, Edric Lee injured now, so mate, Justin uh, might just be playing Origin. Who knows? Who knows? He's going to play Origin. Who's going to play hooker for them now? I don't know. Jake Turpin with Tom Dearden in a combination. This, yeah, man, this. I I know that you just made the point, or we all just made the point about have there been more injuries, but far out. I can't remember a series. I can't remember a series that's been so shaped by injury like. Th- Queensland have no players and New South Wales are going the Did same you way. you miss Origin for like the first 15 years it happened? Like, well, we well, won a lot. I was no, going to say, like, in fairness, so I was fifth, six. From like <laughs> 1990 to like 2005, no, every year Queensland six. had like, through like, John Buttigieg was our hooker, for Christ's <laughs> sake. It's true. There like, was some before Ken Smith, we never had a hooker. Just gone, until, we had, until the Walters boys. Now I'll go back to Disrespect to Jamie Goddard, you are showing yeah. right now. <laughs> but um, we had to play PJ Marsh, for Christ's sake, as well. Oh, that's but, true. But like, 2006 is the last origin this injury affected. Though. That was the year that the Queensland had to use a different fullback every single game. And um, they, that was also the Adam Mogg played, and Reese Wester came back in, and he wasn't—he was pretty cooked at that point. But we had no choice. Hannay played at a reserve grade. That you know, that was good times. As injury affected as this year might simpler be, simpler times, <clears throat> simpler times. <laughs> Alrighty, moving but, on. Uh, yeah, well, well, a little shout out though to the Bulldogs forwards are still turning up. I'll say that much. That's though. good. Napa was good, surprisingly. Um, I thought Daniel Fu- Danny Fualalo was pretty solid off the bench as well. So whatever, but still, there's nothing, nothing really going on outside no. them, is it? Alrighty, New Zealand Warriors 26 and George Illawarra 18. The Dragons are the dumbest footy team in the How world. How did you lose this game? No, because we're dumb. So you another team didn't score a point in the second half, aren't you? Yeah. W- you would you would you like to consider some up and in defence? 18 points in 21 minutes. Mate, fucking awful. Like just, uh, I was talking to a friend of the podcast, Matt, Matt Collard, about this uh, at the at the A League last night, and he he just remarks that there just there seems to be no idea what is going on. They're stupid. They are just dumb. Like, from top to bottom, they just play some dumb stuff. He made the point that people have been commenting James Graham was so brave for playing 67 minutes straight. That's not mm. bravery. It's not. Like, bravery is Corbin Sims wanting to put a splint on his arm and play the second half with a fracture. Yeah. Bravery is 
you know, we, we talk about we hate concussions on this show, but bravery was getting a head injury and going back into the game. That's not yeah. bravery. It's stupidity. But the, staying out there because your coach hasn't taken you off the pitch isn't smart footy. It's, it's not extremely stupid. There's a reason why they get bad. rotated through the middle. Yeah, you know? exactly. But yeah, and again, like, Jack Lomax's role is now to be a 50-minute centre and a 30-minute centre for you and Aiken just splitting that role. So apparently goalkeeping only matters for about 50 minutes of the game now. Well, I mean, like, it only matters if you score tries. It's bizarre. So, but, like, Lomax hasn't been particularly that impressive anyway. I mean, going, I think he's, he's, he's again, he's fine. He's not better than Aiken, though. No, I agree there. I I don't think that he... Yeah, I think that's a fair enough point. Yeah. I don't think that he's better than Aiken. Uh, and and uh, Jay Field, his, fir- his first try was a banger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're not much from there. I mean, he's, you know, he's not not the greatest half. But I feel like, as you said, there the, there was a lack of direction on the field, and I think that comes from. I mean, every, everyone who, who's watched Ben Hunt long enough knows he's not a he doesn't steer a team around the field. Then you've also got Jay Field, who's a, a, a young six, and you have Matt Dufty, who runs around like a headless chook. There was a lack of direction for them throughout the game, and then as the game went on, the Warriors just took over, and of course we had the. Uh, May I? Straight up, easiest mm-hmm. of the year. Well, hang on, I'm giving it to Dal Roots for suggesting <laughs> someone other than Ben Hunt in yes. the pre in the pre show discussions. He went into bat for him. Like, you know those footy players went into the bat against Fox Sports and bring it up this week. He yeah. was like those footy players, oh, just sticking up for don't, your boy. Don't don't be <laughs> I'm not that much ridiculous. Of an idiot. Ridiculous. No fair. I love that. Well, I don't know why people blew up so much because Fox Sports tweeted a video of the 2015 thing. It's just whatever. It he was, Ben Hunt was thinking it. Everyone was thinking can, it. Can, <laughs> like, look, I'm not telling the. I'm not going to tell the digital video department how to do their job. But yeah. the sooner we get, aren't you in that department? No, no, no. I'm in archives. No. Slightly different. I'm not going to tell Harry, for example, how to do his job. But the sooner that we get all of the Brent Ben Hunt dropped kicks with the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme, yeah. the better, the we'll better be. the world will be. Yeah. It just needs to happen. There yeah. were a few, I mean, we, as we discussed earlier, if this didn't happen, there were a lot of other co- contenders. I'm, I'm sorry. But uh, point that you I, I can get the point that some people are making on that, but at the same time... This like, is literally this what the segment is. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, what yeah, but what we're getting to is, is like... Lowest, we, hang, lowest uh, hanging fruit is the sweetest. In, in, no, but in comparison to like, especially if you look at like America and the way some of their pundits go after athletes who aren't playing well... We are so coddled and so, you know, mm. bubble wrapped when it comes to criticizing anyone for doing anything to now the point where, as you said, everyone was thinking it, what, a, a rugby league broadcaster can't put up a video contrasting two very famous, well, one very famous and now a, you know, a replica of that moment mm. on, on their video channel. They're it's, just it's, showing it's a thing that happened. Bizarre to me. It's a thing that happened. He the, did it. There was, no, there was no doctor. Political footage. correctness gone mad. <laughs> Like it's just it's yeah whatever he, he did it and he knew it everyone it's just a bit of a laugh get over it seriously yeah. it's it's yeah. easy it's easy picking so I don't blame him for doing it at all uh, I blame him for dropping the uh, ball that's it but yeah it was it was similar in that sense because he dropped that ball and straight away from then the Warriors went down and scored and the Dragons lost the game you know who yes. didn't drop the ball the Warriors they took remarkably good care of the ball and they had three errors the entire game completion rate over ninety un Warriors like very un Warriors like. Mm. I, yeah. I did see I, a lot of footage been like that for the last couple of years now did see a lot of footage of Stephen Kearney in the box this week. The man has no emotions. I feel f- I, I'm worried for the man. I'm worried he d- he doesn't emote. It, oh, fair enough. Oh, oh, if look, if I was that constantly stressed about my team, I probably mm. wouldn't show emotion either. Yeah, they yeah. were quite sharp. The Warriors in the last half an hour of this game, and but they did. Um, Nathaniel Roach and Carl Lawton as as their next hooker rotation. They've tried it. This one worked. This one was pretty good. 
Nathaniel Roach is great, and Carl Lawton came on and, and, and had a couple of really nice runs. That really, that really nice line break that set up one of the tries they scored. There was that point where he, he went through the line and James Graham was grabbing him like he was a mm. loose sheet in the wind. Yeah, But yeah, you, you, watch, you watch the Dragons play and it's... It's chaos, but it's not controlled chaos. Like you've got Ravalava running across with looking to offload every time he has the ball. Oh, God. Jordan Pereira is similar in that regard. Dufty only runs around in circles. Ben Hunt, who's who is a great half in the competition, we all know he doesn't really steer a team around the park anymore. Joe Field, the young fella doing uh, out there is with him as well. And then McInnes has not really been noted for that from the, from the from the ruck either. So no. they were kind of like headless chooks. So it was working for the first twenty odd minutes, and it just slowly caved in on itself. And the Warriors just ticked away. Just kept getting through that defending solidly, got through their sets and got on top. And then once they got on top towards the end of the game, the points came easy. For the last 20 minutes, every trial they scored seemed easy. Mm. And as you say, I mean, if you, if, you have a, if you have a team of headless chickens like the Dragons do, it's, winning is trying to catch lightning in a bottle. And mm. the Dragons' biggest issue is that they can't keep the lid on the bottle tight enough and it's fairly easy to pull off. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, but yeah, that Jayfield try or Jayfield try was sick. Though. Yes, we'll, we'll always have that, won't we, Dale? More, more of that, I say. Alrighty, speaking of a few sick tries, uh, my favourite movie: um, Melbourne Storm sixty-four, Parramatta Eels ten. Um, fast deck equals good footy. Mitch, how happy were you to see Melbourne at Suncorp fisting a team Someone that wasn't else. the Broncos? <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I mean, how have they not taken the finals home game there? The store just are do they it. allowed? I don't know. Well, they can move their own home games, can't they? No, I don't NRL know controls the finals. But, yeah, I, don't, I think they've changed. They make, they're letting them bring back the rural grounds this year. Aren't what, they, if, the what if they? So. What if Melbourne claim to be the, like the like the Phoenix in the A League? What if they claim to be a Victorian team based out of a Brisbane team based out of Victoria? Yeah, it's like they did something else in this stadium, and we mentioned it earlier. It's a, it's a fast deck, and we got that in a lot of these games. Even though they weren't a lot of close games, there were a lot of games that there was some like crisp, quick tries and. But this Storm team playing at, at Suncorp, they are something else. I mean, the last time they lost there, I believe, and I might be wrong, but I believe it was when they lost to the Titans, but the Titans, it was 36-38. That was the most points by a losing team, wasn't it? Ever. Yeah. yeah. So that they had to yeah lose by the best margin ever for a loser to, to get there. Yep. It's just something else. So like, and they oh, they come up there and they dust. Look, that, that was their last loss then. Before that, the last previous loss was in 2009. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. That's good. Yeah. They lost there like four times ever or something. I th- I feel like when <laughs> when when Parramatta have played a good like a, a stretch of good teams at their new stadium, they will be similar to this at Suncorp because I think that I think that the new Parramatta stadium will be the same kind of thing. It'll be a quick deck and it'll be well looked after. Yeah. So once they eventually get good enough playing there against teams that aren't. A terrible yeah. Dragons and a terrible Wests. They play some actually quality opposition. They'll be able to take this kind of stuff to next Magic Round or when they play the Broncos. Yeah, but so the Storm lost two of their first three at the stadium when it opened up in 2004. And then from then on, went on a run. They have won what? Se- they've won 17 and lost. Yes, won 17 and lost two since. That's quite so that good. Or, or won 16 and lost two since, yes. So what, what's their, what's their percent win percentage compared to the Broncos? Oh, oh, well, oh. the only team that has a winning win record over the Broncos, and it's quite dominant. The only wow. team that has one, but yeah. um, yeah, they they go they they love this fast deck and the amount of ridiculous tries they scored. And this is a team that this year points have not been easy for them to come by, but just you had you know the the full field Curtis Scott try, you had Jerome Hughes getting tackled, getting back up and scoring. You had uh, you had what? Uh, sorry, Ryan Pappenhausen. Pappenhausen, came, Pappenhausen came on and set up like three and scored a great Curtis one. Curtis Scott, by the way, yeah, Ado, Ado Cars would, one. I mean, 
if it hadn't been a game that they were winning by 7,000 points and also if Ben Hutton hadn't dropped the ball, that would have could have been a drop like a sunk if he hadn't scored because he's just not passed it for no reason. I'm Fergo's all, actually caught him. I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm sorry. About <laughs> I knew okay. he would be. But you, you get all your tries out of car from being a speed merchant coming up on the inside and leeching my tries. This one's for Curtis. <laughs> Cam Munster celebrating with 20 meters to go also quite yeah. good. But unfortunately, Curtis Scott fractured his foot in this game. Oh, yeah. He, he was fantastic, and then he yeah. fractured his foot. And Jerome Hughes got knocked into next week by Maker Sevo. That was a terrible hit. But as always with the Storm, after they've lost, Billy Slater to retirement. Uh, Scott drank water out half the season. Jerome Hughes can cast. Looks like the next fullback's also the best fullback in the competition. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next guy they've got, they've got Nico Hines in the Queensland Cup, who's leading in try assists. He's got 14 in his last like five games down there. So... <laughs> Yeah, they're just few, a few fullbacks come through it's, that club. It's nice to see the Storm catching a break. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't understand why they just have they keep developing. Oh, it's like Souths and Hookers. I just I don't know. yeah, Billy Britton, mate. Someone's got to sign him. Billy Britton is going to be playing Origin within three years. But it's one of those things I like about the Storm is like they did it without a car and they did it, done it with Pappenhausen and got him in there. He has struggled the last few games off the bench he's played, but like they take these guys who have clear deficiencies that other clubs don't touch. And Pappenhausen has been his weight, has been his issue, and he's underweight still. But they just take those guys, know they're talented. Addo Carr is another one Defense was his issue And they work on them I mean, you know Jerome Hughes has been Passed around a few clubs End up at the Storm In his mid-twenties Cody Walker was one of those guys too But they actually use Reserve grade What it's supposed to be It's not a place to hoard Your young players Who are like 19 and 20 Like a lot of clubs do It's like, let's get some guys With some talent And develop them for a couple of years mm. Play them against men Yeah, and then, you know In a few years When we lose a Tohu Harris We've got a Felice Cafusi ready mm. yeah. you know, They actually develop guys And I don't understand Why no other clubs Seem to do it like they do But... Yeah, that's it. And then unfortunately for Parramatta too, they happen to be the team that had to play against this. Mm. Yeah. And Clint Gutherson's contract is like, they've given him a make or take it or leave it off for now. And it's just... I think after this performance, it's probably lost to zero. I think yeah. it's, it's I think it's weighed on him a bit and I think it's weighing on the club. I think it, it. it's just hanging over everyone at this point. It's, it's, so, yeah. Um, and yeah, we, uh, we saw some classic... I don't give a shit, Mitch Moses defense from this game. Yeah, we did, man. as we often see when they're losing. I, I did, I did feel uh, yeah. I, as as much as we shit on players for talking back to the ref. I did feel for the the, the Gutho thing when he blew up a Paranara about the inconsistencies in the calls. Uh, about he was making the point that they had a guy knocked out in the first minute and there wasn't a sin bin because he was, could have come back and yet Sivo was sin bin for putting Hughes into next month. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Um, Pleading with referee, please. I think he was pleading because he was going to get sent off. Though I think yes. Sim been a bit different. It was a weird tactic though to to start Gutherson playing hooker essentially in attack. I understand that Reid Marnie struggled with playing full eighties, but then mm. they started Penny Terrapo, and not really any of those forwards are guys who have the ability to play hooker for twenty odd minutes. So they went with Gutho there or whatever. It was really weird. Mm. So I, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing there, uh, Brad, but. I understand not playing Reed for 80 minutes. His defense has fallen away, and a lot of the tries they can see up the middle are his fault, but there's got to be a better way of doing it. Alrighty, moving on. Eastern Suburbs 30, Canberra 24, another sick game of footy. Yeah. Poor old Nick Kotrick. He was another trouble like a tongue He was, he was the, the, the great, great suggestion from Mitch, may I just say. Yeah, I've got, actually got a post game interview with, um, with Nick Kotrick here. Look, here's the thing. Fine. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. So, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that was post-game Nick Cotterett. I don't know. Like We've seen him before. He's one of those guys that just thinking is bad. <laughs> just do. Do not think. Do. It was like against Manly. I know he, he passed the ball off the ground. Yes, this yeah. one is like he was. If you ever anyone wants to see what happened, they're, they're down thirty to twenty-four. Two minutes to go. They make a big, a wide uh, break going left from about halfway. They make the break. 
and Kostrich gets through to like a three on one with Tedesco and he's down the wing. And he can do he could probably run through Tedesco at this point, where the angle that Teddy's coming from, or if just a simple pass back on the inside, they score. Kostrich holds it really long until like almost till Tedesco uh, makes contact with him. Then he throws like an over uh, overhand basketball-ish pass like four meters forward. It was not. It was, <laughs> it was not like, pretty watching. What? And then it was. We found it funny that the, the camera guy still celebrated. That like was my favorite like part of that the whole, whole exchange. Yeah. It's like, sorry, boys, nobody's falling for this. <laughs> yeah, you knew that. And then yeah, they. You know, obviously, there's a long way to go from there, but obviously, they could have been 30 all and gone to extra time. And the way they were going as they caught up in the game, they'd probably win it. But uh, not great for your boy Nick. Nick Campen's yeah. large adult son letting us all down. Yeah, he's a winger, guys. People wanted him to be a fullback last year. He hasn't got the brains for it. Well, wow. quite, quite clearly deficient in well, that Well, it's kind of like there's you know, guys like Ravalava and Mike Sevo and similar who never watched rugby league have an excuse for it because they grew up in Fiji and whatever, whatever. Mm. And I know sometimes it's a bit of a positive, but Nick Cottridge is the kind of guy who, like, he couldn't name the 16 teams when he debuted. But like, like, not just that, he went through like all elite, the grades. He went not just that, but like he went through elite schooling, like uh, yeah. like selective schooling because of his athletic ability at Arendelle. Yeah, and I'm not saying like you have to be a footy fan to be good at footy, but it's obviously, I don't think the the smarts are there with him. Again. Athletic ability is there, but he makes some silly plays like this pass, like that pass off the ground. That I just know, I just have it. Uh, I have certain he doesn't know you couldn't pass off the ground in that situation. That's what I feel like. He just mm. hasn't watched the game long enough to get that, and it shows in, in these kind of moments. But yeah, Raiders came back into it somehow. A valiant comeback, considering, you know, I know during the game that the Roosters lost Latrell Mitchell for, for 30 odd minutes. They lost Tupo for, for what, the last 50 of the game. They lost Boyd Cordner after 12 minutes. I know they lost those guys, but this is a Raiders team that came into the game without John Bateman and without uh, Joey Lua, which is big for them, and without uh, Tarpane. And then they, you know, they, they end up fighting away back with Jordan Rapana off the field too. So they were missing their like four most key players, essentially, or three most key players. And they came back, so it was a pretty valiant effort from them to get back into it. It's it's good, good and interesting to see as you, as we mentioned about Melbourne as well that the Raiders somehow we've mentioned it before, but somehow ha- have just found all this depth. Yeah, of like middling to good players to fill the gaps when they lose players like Leilua, who's going to be out for the season. Devastating. Yeah. I always wanted to cancel the podcast. Tar- Tarpane, who's going to be out for a few more weeks. Bateman, who doesn't he? I don't know if he's he he could be six weeks. I think they said. Yeah. I reckon he'll be back in like three. He'll yeah. play. He'll play with a broken. He'll eye play socket. with an eye patch. Once he can see. Can Can you play with a mask like they do in <laughs> basketball? Is there? Is there? You're, you're the rules guy. Yeah. Can we make a rule? About I feel so sorry for Joey because like he actually probably would have played Origin this year. Yeah, definitely. Finally, but just because all the other right centers have fallen down. As I said to you guys, like I think when people turned up to to see a battle of the uh, a battle of the New South Wales centers, they were expecting to see Latrell Mitchell versus Joey Leilua, not Joe. Bloody Jared Croker versus Mitch Orbison. <laughs> uh, Can't rule it out. Yeah, yeah it, look, it's going to happen. And yeah. as you say, the photo that his family put up, I've never seen such a big man in a bloody hospital bed. He's yeah. taking up like two whole beds. The guy's oh, huge. Man. Yeah. Um, Tedesco in this game, obviously, if you saw it, was exceptional too. I don't know, don't know what the Raiders did to him. All they did was give him a good contract. How dare you try to sign me? But boy, did he hurt them. Mm. <laughs> and uh, Takayaho was exceptional again. 23 runs, 260 metres at, at playing prop. It was just... He was on another planet playing this game. But, yeah, the Chooks have developed some sneaky depth they didn't really have in the past. Tupanua is really, really really impressing me. I'm a big fan of him. And so is Nat Butcher as well. I mean, Nat Butcher's been coming for a while. He's one of the guys they poached from South mm. a few years ago. Big and fan it was of the him. Nat Butcher, Angus Crichton trade. And big they, fan and of him. And then they just took, took both Angus Crichton back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> good, exactly. Good Cop stuff. That. Yeah. But, yeah, the Chooks just... Um, 
when they're when they're going this year, that no one can hit their level. Well, I think we all know that, but it's more so that they've got to stay at their level to to, to keep winning games. No yeah. one can hit the like, the roof, the ceiling they can hit. Potentially, South can hit that ceiling, but no one like that's it. But the, the, as you say, Souths haven't haven't hit it yet. Well, neither of the Roosters, but yeah. you know, again, the Roosters will have these twenty-minute periods that the game's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they had the twenty-minute period or so in this game where they scored 20, 24 points. And they didn't even try particularly hard to get them either. No, that's true. Um, they have put up some scores on some teams without, you know, really breaking a sweat. And I do think yeah. they're still very much the team to beat. Yeah, including Souths, unfortunately. Uh, alrighty, moving on to Souths. South Sydney thirty-two, North yeah. Queensland sixteen. So yeah. impressed. Oh, yeah, we're, we're really good. Yep. They're, they're really, really good. In in most years, I I think they were going to win the comp. I just don't know with how the Roosters and the Storm are playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably just take anything I said last year when you asked me the same question and just repeat it because it's the exact same thing, really. It's easier than recording There's three good teams and everybody else sucks. Like That's it. Um, yeah. Uh, some of the line breaks that we created were just embarrassing. Matt Scott's and these just don't work anymore, do no. they? He's got to, he's time to hang on. He can't up. move sideways. The, he's like a reverse crab. So there was the, the first Carl Turner break, which probably would have been a try if I think Cohen Hess ankle tapped him. That mm-hmm. Otherwise, would have been mm-hmm. a try. That one was terrible. And then the Cook one on the last tackle, which um, set up uh, Turner's eventual try. That one was bad. And then I think the worst of all was the back-to-back George Burgess runs through a gap so large that even a man of his considerable girth was not touched whilst passing through said gap. Mm. Yeah. And then after he is eventually tackled two metres out, no one thinks it would be a good idea to perhaps um, monitor Damien Cook's movements from dummy half, who then, again, just falls over the try line with little resistance. Yeah, well, uh, uh, good article out today, actually, with a Matt Scott saying he has unfinished business in, with, with the Maroons. <laughs> no, fit, he's going to use their team surgeon? Business. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, some of those breaks I had early in the game felt like when a team's down 50 in round 24 or whatever, that that's what happens, but... I- if you told me after, um, if you told me after Turner's try that we were only going to win by sixteen, I would have been, oh, that's surprising. Yep. But um, yeah, that, they, they were clearly the better team in this game. It was not really, and I know just for half time they got a couple of tries, including that sick kick. That banana kick was awesome from Morgan, but it was. And Gus was on the commentary trying to sort of hype up that this game was sort of in the bounce still, but I don't think anyone watching truly thought that. The banana kick from Morgan was sick. Like Mitch yeah. Dunn ducks under it, doesn't see what happened. The replay of that is great. Mitch Dunn turns around and he doesn't has literally no idea how they scored. Yeah, because he thought it was the worst kick of all time. Yeah. <laughs> he had to duck under it. But yeah, <laughs> Damien Cook is on another level this year to what he was last year. I know he he killed teams with his running last yeah, year. He's kicking. He's got the kicking game and the passing he game does. as well, which he didn't have last year. And then yeah. of course, my man, the Australian nightmare, Cody. He yeah. is just he's the best player in the comp right now. Teddy's probably second, but like fuck me again. Like just just sensational. Just creates tries out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, that, so this is what I was talking about before. I don't, if you don't know it, just say you don't know. But maybe a listener will know. So on the commentary, they said. The record for tries in a season by a 5 is 18, which happened two times. And then they didn't tell us who the two players were. I assume one might have been Greg Inglis when he played 5 eighth. I don't know. If, yeah, anyone, well, if, if anyone knows, feel free to tell us because they didn't tell us on the broadcast and it would be a far too difficult of a thing to look up. It's, so. uh, yeah, well, it potentially is Brad Fittler one of them? I feel like that might be mm-hmm. a thing when he had a year at 5 eight or something. Maybe not. No, that's not it. He had 17 tries in a year. Oh, I was close. Yeah. And then Greg Inglis probably the other one. Maybe. Or maybe. be close, but... But yeah, that is a weird thing to drop a stat and then... And it's just not mentioned in the players. <laughs> and, uh, and we're just naming the interchange. Maybe it was some guy uh, back in like 1930 for the Glebe Reds or some yeah, shit they don't playing count. standoff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, the Cowboys played a lot of standoff defense in Okay, maybe game. they got the number wrong because yeah. GI also scored 17. So that might, might 17. be 17. Uh, well, there you go. And I've, and I've got that. We'll see. Not so hard to look up. Well, 
Yeah. <laughs> we don't know if Brad Fittler played 5 8 in all those games. He could have yeah. played Locke. Yeah. <laughs> Can't rule it out. Um, um, there was some good quotes from Damien Cook before after this game too, by the way, about how Wayne Bennett challenged him to be a better all-round player. Challenge accepted. Yes, he said to me, the first thing Wayne said to me was, I believe I can grow your game and I see a lot of improvement in you, pretty much. And then... And he told him about, t- about taking his opportunities and picking the right time, not always running. He's certainly running less, but yeah. he's just running just as effectively. And mm. yeah, he, he's he's become a more all-round player to the point where mm. last year you could have said he might have been somewhat one-dimensional and that had he not adjusted mm. his game that perhaps he could have been found out this year. And he, he wasn't, I wouldn't say he was found out in the finals last year, but he did was a victim of He the, was much easier to shut down. I wouldn't... Well, yeah, but I... Not because of anything he was doing, just yeah. because of the absolutely shit-ass ruck speeds that were in the finals last yes. year once the penalty crackdown happened, which kind of killed his season to a well, certain un- extent. Unhappened. No. Yeah, and this year it doesn't seem to matter because he can do... He's now a triple well, threat as rather you say, than a I mean, the point, threat. Uh, it's not necessarily like... It, his run efficiency is, yeah. is obviously much higher. It's not necessarily about running more. It's oh, Sorry, it's not run, about yeah. running more often. Running it's about better. running more. Yeah. Um... And not, and not to labour this point that we've made a trillion times before, but there's now three South players who have all been in the top five to ten players in the comp this year who are all near the top of the Daly M leaderboard all on who are all going to lose to Mitchell Pearce. He's on nine. He's had three half-decent games. He's got nine Daly M points. Yeah, it's Pierce. going to happen. I've already made my peace with it. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so as you mentioned there, so Wayne said this about him too. He, this is Wayne's quote. He said, he knew he was quick out of dummy half because he coached him twice last year and made sure he wasn't quick out of dummy half against us, which I find is an interesting point because he was bad in both games against the Broncos and bad against the Roosters. So he's got to think his game has developed really good this year. He doesn't have to continually make line breaks. He's doing things before the line, and us, and we've still got the line breaks. And I think that's the big difference. Is he's got a lot of options in his game right now. It's an absolute yeah. threat to everybody. He set up a few of Sam's tries this year, but that's um, it though. Like he, he's, that's the big difference. Is and when when he fell away in the Roosters game last year, he was kind of overplaying his hand. And he's throwing some forward passes when he was trying to do different things, but. Now he's got those different tools there. That the Sam try set up first was brilliant. He had three tries in the first twenty odd minutes, and they're all from his passing. Mm. And that's it. He's a triple threat, and and the fact that he can maintain that high speed he does with the ball in two hands and gliding across the ground, it reminds you not in terms of the same running style, but the same damaging ability that Benji Marshall had when he was really young. When you don't mm. know if he's going to run, pass, or kick, well, you can't commit to run, pass, or kick, and it just opens up opportunities for those players around him. Yeah, he's great. And then oh yeah, Cowboys like. It's just a lost season. This is, this I mean, the, yeah. some uh, the, the 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 brooms coming out at the end of the year to clean up some of this mess again. And, oh. <laughs> but honestly, like yeah, yeah, there's a few guys out there that just shouldn't be out there anymore. The back line's still still ca- uh, cactus. Isn't it's, it? it's very bad. It is. Your boy Kahu wasn't too bad. I'm here but, for Asiata in the six yeah. still mine. And oh, he, he had some pretty bad moments. Asiata, I know, dude. I I know that we I know that we memed. We've memed the punters into thinking that he might be the answer at six and big man season and all that garbage. But as Damien... Garbage! Cook, <laughs> well, I'm on the record. Mate, Damien Cook out here. It's little man season. It always has yeah. been. Um, Are we going to bring the little man back into the game? Yep. <laughs> See, the good thing about you living in an apartment is it's hard for Campo to firebomb your house. He can't get... He Modern technology confuses him. He can't actually get into the apartment without Mitch's help. There's like three entrances. Yeah. He doesn't like it. But yeah... Um, as for little man season, Jack Granville benched Origin Hooker contention benched for <laughs> Kurt Baptiste. <laughs> Fuck. And, they looked better uh, when Granville came on. To be fair, they conceded all the points when Baptiste was on the field. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I hardly think that that is the solution to their problems. Yeah. I don't know. And then further big man season. So Mitch Dunn's 190 centimeters, and he put on a good pass for the first try. He was actually one of those guys who was a five eight growing all the way through the grades. We didn't stop growing. 
All I'm dreaming of is a Mitch Dunn, John Asiata half combination during the origin period. Just the thickness. <laughs> like, for it. I'm, I'm okay with that. Down with the thickness. Big man, big man month. Well, origin game period games don't really count. No, they don't. <laughs> so just do it. Yeah. Do it, Greeny, you coward. Alrighty, we'll pick the games for next week. Okay. Alrighty, we'll run through them. Melbourne Storm versus West Tigers at Edwin Flaxfield Storm. on Thursday. Storm by 50. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are we doing here? Does that end my streak of tipping West every week? Potentially. It does. Maybe. Alrighty, Friday early game uh, at the land that God forgot. It's Penrith Stadium, Panthers versus the Warriors. I'll take the Warriors. It's it's a hard pick because it's a, a consecutive to away game, but I think yeah. the Warriors have the strategy they had last year of staying in camp when they're over here. Mm. I'm picking the Warriors. Yeah, same. Alrighty, uh, the the big dance, Brisbane versus Eastern Suburbs, Lang Park, Friday night. You uh, you have 20 seconds to make your case. Well, my case is the last two wins the Broncos had, the other team had about 10 injuries. Yep. The Roosters got about three injuries in this game. Who knows what could happen so between now and So if they have nine separate misfortunes, yes. like in the softball episode of The Simpsons, yes. you're a chance. So if they have nine separate misfortunes, the Broncos are a chance. <laughs> Victor Radley falls down the and a, and a, <laughs> and a well to nowhere. And I'm sure Gamut Shibasaki is going to do just fine against Latrell Mitchell. Angus Crichton would help that woman take all her things out of her house. She would. Who would, would who would fight Barney in a bar arguing about British Prime Ministers? Uh, fight someone at the bar in rugby league. Well, no, which Roosters player specifically <laughs> would get into an argument about Lord Palmerston versus Pitt the Elder? Don't know. Victor don't Radley. Know. Well, we already yeah. did Victor Radley. Dale, God damn it. Mm. Next game. No. True. You've ruined True. it. My apologies. <laughs> uh, alrighty. Gold Coast versus the Bulldogs. Three Speaking o'clock on Saturday. ruining things. That, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll the, take the Titans. The, begrudgingly. Yeah. What's your favourite verse of Who Let the Dogs Out? Is yeah. it when they say who? <laughs> who? Were the Baha men a father and a son or have I imagined that? You, you know, imagined that. You know oh, why okay. they were called the Baha men, right? No. Because they were from, from the Bahamas. Bahamas. So they were Bahaman. That's fucking. They were actually they, they were like an actual like reggae band before they turned into yeah, the one hit wonder. Yeah. So they were actually a famous reggae band for like twenty years in the Bahamas, <laughs> and then they smashed out a, a tune, and they sold out and made uh, Who Let the Dogs Out, which is one of the more, more inexplainable pop songs of the last thirty years. <laughs> I mean, and there's quite a list to be honest. Yeah, because it sounds like a kids show song. It's just never been good. It's the equivalent the, uh, of Baby Shark or Johnny. Are you lying? But that's, it's like, that's the tune. I'm one of those guys, I love, you know, throwing out a terrible song like, uh, Eiffel, sorry, Blue, Double Eve, Eiffel 65, for example, at, at, a, tune, at a party. Or, you know, some Venga Boys, some S Club 7, any of these, or Bomb Funk MCs, whatever. Mm. But Baha Men has still not even made my ironically good song list. It's just... <laughs> 20, 25 years down the track. It's just still not good. Still not not even ironically funny. <laughs> what was their second song that was mildly popular? Oh, uh, well, the, it, I mean, the, it the, had the lion sleeps tonight like sorry, song as the, the background. The failed follow up, I believe. But I can't remember those. what it was it's called. The one who won the failed follow up. Yep. The, the equivalent of uh, B Boys Fly Girls by Bon Farm MCs after yeah. Freestyle. Well, well, Eiffel 65 were also like a really popular trance band for like 20 years. Massive too. band in Europe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Mate, uh, one Hit Wonders is where I live after football and movies and TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next thing I know. Um, like a, you're, like a, you're like a matriotchka doll of pop culture. Yeah, you go. So the Bar Men were formed in 1977, by the way. That's how long they've been around. And they made, they brought out music this year. Yeah, they're still going. Um, anyway, Titans. <laughs> Titans as well. Titans for me as well. Alrighty. North Queensland versus Parramatta at Townsville Stadium. Somehow, the Cowboys are favourites. On what planet are we living? Well, on the planet that Parramatta just conceded 64 points, they were roots, yeah, and, and they're on the road. And the Cowboys are better up there as well, yeah, but mm, I'm, I'm picking true. Parra. Uh, unless I see, I don't know, the Cowboys sign four players this week or something. <laughs> four players, uh, four immortals in their peak, yeah, possibly. Maybe. Uh, I'll take Parramatta as well. Yeah, and sure. the game right. of the round, in my humble opinion, mm. 
Canberra versus Souths yeah. at Bruce Stadium on Saturday night. Clash oh. of Carl Turner versus Michael Oldfield. Just, would, just like what he expected from early in the season of GI versus Leilua. It's like 2011 all over again. <laughs> yeah, Leilua, obviously huge out for them. Uh, we should do them. You should do them, I agree. Um, it'll be so, interesting. This is, yeah, this, this is, I think, a, a, this is a banana skin that I don't think people are going to recognise. Well, we, we lose to them quite a fair, quite quite often. I the remember England, last time they played the, down. Remember last time they played down there. Aiden Caesar asked the referee, "Could he have an offside?" But it was in goal. Yeah. Um, even in even the year we won the comp, they still beat us in Canberra. So True. I don't know. But it's an interesting one in the terms of the Raiders' attack now. That whole right edge is just not there anymore. Yeah. I feel like Jack Whiten's going to get the, all the ball he could ask for on the left edge at five eight. But it, I'm interested more so because of the physicality of the South pack against the, the mobility of the, the, what the Raiders have gone with this year. I think it's an interesting clash in terms of a barometer of where both those teams are at. Yeah, should be a good game. But I'm picking the, Ra- the Rabbitohs, sorry. Uh, I'll take Canberra, of course. Uh, South's going to be wearing that lovely red jersey. Oh, there's. yeah. It's, it's the one the time in the year jersey. they have to wear an away jersey, like an actual away jersey, not just their away jersey, which is the home jersey, but with a white rabbit instead of a black one. Uh, South's the Collingwood... Of rugby league. Uh, alrighty, speaking of people no one like, it's St. George Illawarra versus the Knights, Sunday afternoon. The country deserves this game. At oh. Mudgy. <laughs> the Jack Brady Derby. Um, yeah. I'll take the Dragons. Taking the Dragons as well. I'll take the Dragons as well. Last time they played a game in the country, they won. Last time they played a game out that far west, they won. Thanks, Dal. Oh yep. Good job. Alrighty, moving on. New stats, man. Yeah, yeah, last game of the round, Cronulla Sutherland versus Manly Warringah. It's the, the hyphen derby. The last game uh, the Sharks played, they you. won. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Manly lost. So, yeah. Sharks have to do it. I'm taking the Sharks too. Paul Gallen continues to be like Arya Stark. What do we say to the god of losing the most NRL games? <laughs> Not today. Yeah. Cronulla. Uh, yeah, again, I don't think Manly getting many troops back this week. Dylan Walker's back in, but that's not going to move the needle for me. I'll pick Cronulla, even though I think the Sharks, I think the Seagulls can do them, but I'd like to see, you know, DCE or Tommy Turbo back before I can pick them mm. in this game. All righty, that's the week. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away, Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi Rundrundra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Rundrundra. News. That drop still makes me chuckle. Yeah, I've got... Uh, yeah, look, that that has to be one of the best <laughs> things about this show. I love hanging out with yeah. you guys, but I love that drop more. Wait, wait, wait. I'll probably the other one. Here's a throwback for the... Here's the other... The, is this the original or the second? This one. Actually, it's the second version. He put it on a plate there for big semi Redrata and Redrata. And he was never going to mess that up, was he? And Redrata again. Look, he, he doesn't miss those ones. And he doesn't, again, miss those Redrata. 15-metre pass to Redrata. There's Redrata eyeing up the prize. Well finished off again by Redrata. When you've got Redrata coming through at speed like that, that is hard to defend. What about that catch from Redrata there on that occasion? He flew high. You've got a mind like a computer. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that one. Red, Radrata. Radrata. That was the only time he's been called Radrata in his whole life. Radrata, right? how good. Range Randra. Range <laughs> Anyway, on to the news. First bit of news uh, is James Seguiaro immediately to the Broncos. How are you feeling about that? Really good. Big win. Andrew McCulloch's bid to play 400 NRL games officially on the hot seat. Uh, it's one of those things that I've been, I've, I've always overrated Sekiaro in terms of as a player. I've always been liked him and 
every time he's off contract, I'm like, always, why don't the Broncos just sign Seguiaro? And it was weird to see it finally happen. He's um, a boyhood Broncos Broncos fan. Had Carmichael Hunt posters on his wall, which is weird. He's only like two years younger than Carmichael Hunt, but that's a thing. I guess, yeah, whatever. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. It's interesting to see what happens now, how well Turpin played last week. And then if the plan is, if McCulloch comes back, hopefully the plan is at least 30 minutes of one of those two off the bench. It must uh, must be the reason why I signed Sigiaro. I don't see why else they wouldn't, would do that. But that's the best of both worlds for McCulloch and Sigiaro. McCulloch is better when he plays short since in my mind, and Sigiaro is perfect off the bench. I really like the signing. And the speed around the ruck will do good things, if you ask me. And he's one of the few hookers that supports in the middle, and we need that badly. So hopefully he works well with the, uh, with guys like Pangai, Fafida, Haas, and uh, Milford. Mm. Fair yeah, enough. Any other any other things that you guys can think of? Anything major happening this week? Magic round was awesome, but we've already talked about that. Uh, Dylan Walker, free to play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not guilty. So yeah, free yeah. to play. Free to play. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks. Supposedly the NRL process is now that they review all the evidence and they make a decision as to whether he can play. Look forward to that standing up in court. Yeah, we'll see. yeah they, I'm not going to bother talking about their battle there, but that's still ongoing for a long time, that one. Yeah, I think um, we'll be seeing that stretching on into the never-never, unfortunately. Yeah, Lyle Gorman stepped down from like his 200th job as a CEO at a sporting team as well. So oh, where's he Manly? off to? Uh, he's off to like manage some other project at Manly, I think. Like their is it pushing them into the ocean? <laughs> Hopefully, but yeah, he's mm. not no longer Manly CEO, so that's that's an interesting one. I don't know why that happened, but yeah. Was Lyle um, Corbin CEO of the Sharks when they won the comp? I think so. Yes, mm. I think. Um, so yeah, anyway, Jerome Hughes likely out with concussion from that Maker Sevo uh, shot because the turnaround's like, short. That was a horrible tackle. Yep. Uh, Boyd Corner in doubt, so is Daniel Tupo. I hope Tupo's all right. We don't know what happened to his neck yet, but I hope yeah. he's okay. Uh, don't know about Jordan Aparna yet. Uh, what other injuries do we have? Uh, Jack Bird, ACL. It's unfortunate for Horrible. him, and that's what nine games and eight games in his first season at the Broncos not exactly uh, Sucks perfect for him. Yep. Uh, Toff Sipley did his ACL for Manly too. Looked like he might have broken his leg. He got the whistle, the green whistle on yeah, that game. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, did his calf, so who knows if he plays this week or was not? There not? Was it was it two players that had the leg break? Was there another so, player that had a leg break this week? I don't know. I don't mm. think so. I'm, just, um, I'm struggling to keep up with all the injuries. It's all right. Yeah. Connor Watson and Edric Lee both a chance to play in this week. Um, Tom Burgess is in a moon boot, apparently, so who knows? Let's get another one. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Obviously, McCulloch's out for at least six weeks with an MCL injury for the Broncos. Uh, Pangai had back spasms, but we'll see if he's back this week. Uh, Layla went out for the season. Mm. Bateman's eye socket still not back yet. And then... Um, the Sharks don't think their injuries are as bad as, as, as original in estimates, so they're 50-50 on Fafita and Pry this week. Moylan's a chance. What do they call that in the NFL? Week-to-week injury? They yeah, day-to-day. He's, he's yeah, day-to-day. day-to-day. Da- doubtful. Doubtful, yeah. sorry. Probable. Probable. And, uh, Questionable. So, who knows? There's a shot of Moylan playing this week, Sean Johnson potentially next week, and Wade Graham soon, short after. So, the Sharks might have a lot of troops back in... Mm. You know, well, I mean, they could end up fourth or fifth. I mean, they, they feel like the classic Sharks team. They've, they've found their way to five and four with a negative four and against, but yep. then they're going to have troops back and be a stronger side. So yep. yeah, they, they've got somehow they're going to always just be that bottom of the top eight team, feels like, doesn't it? Mm. So yeah, there's not many other news other than, yeah, all the recovering players from injury. Are you serious? We're going to have any questions. Question time. It's that time. It is. First question at NRL Physio. What are your ideas to fix a playing service at Suncorp stop these blows to the head and contact neck injuries? <laughs> Padding. Yeah. And helmets. You have to wear helmets. It stopped all the injuries in the NFL, I believe. It's true. They've never had a concussion issue as far as I can remember. Yes. No, I mean, that's probably half the problem. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, Shonda shed us a picture of Josh Mansour and said, who is having the worst season? And it's Josh Mansour in Game of Thrones gear. So, Jeez. I'm, I'm going to say Game of Thrones. I, I, I don't think that Josh Mansour would have made it this far in Game of Thrones. No, well, it's Game of Thrones set a higher bar for about seven years <laughs> or six years. I'll report. I haven't watched today's episode, but last week's was awful. So, yeah. Shinazi underscore footy asks: Would Matt Bunga prefer to be known as the best in the world or the best series, the best there was, the best there ever will be? Best in the world. Best in the world. Yeah. Well, that's CM Punk, and the other one's Bret Hart. So, is it? Yeah. It's okay. a wrestling thing. I I, I know wrestling. I, I know, know some what, of these words. I know what things I know some are. Of these words. <laughs> I know things. Uh, Matty P twenty five. How good are banana kicks? That was awesome. And yeah, I couldn't even be mad sick. when it happened. Yeah. And also then we won anyway. So it was pretty good. Uh, Huddock's PSN said, would Ash Taylor be worth his salary if playing another team? Maybe. Or if coached by Wayne Bennett or Craig Bellamy? Yes. Yes. It, well, that second one, certainly. If the other yes. team was like Penrith, probably not. You put Taylor at the storm right now. He is just killing it. Yeah. Hmm. He'd have 30 tries. Well, he's kicking game. Like he creates tries from nothing all the time for the yeah. Titans, even with his bad form. He'd have less responsibility, and then again, just use his kicking game when he has to. He'd be killing it there. What, what Cronk will retire, and the Roosters will just inexplicably have him next year. <laughs> what, I don't know how. They just will. Miss um, Underscore Triple Eight says, Plenty have been mentioned about the rugby league jerseys at Magic Round, but Campo with the strong shorts game was the thing to behold. Mate, that man has never worn pants in his I've life. I've never seen... I've, no, I've, I've, seen, seen, I've seen him wear pants... My wedding. Twice. It my was, wedding and my engagement party? Yes. Yep. Oh, actually, was he wearing pants when he was here? No. Oh, uh, yeah, no, yeah, he was. Yeah, he come from work. from work. Yeah, so that's three times. I'm, but, I'm shocked he hasn't adapted to formal shorts full-time. Harry's engagement also wore, wore pants. But he is a bit of a formal shorts guy. He's he, always blowing he, me like it was a big day at work when he left the, left the house in jeans. He has so. the... He, he rocks the... Was it the Ecuador national team rugby league shorts? That's a yeah. great pair of shorts. Yeah. He has a lot of uh, mythical rugby league team shorts as well. He gave me a few of them. I have the Tomahawks. That's yep. an American team. US doesn't exist. Tomahawks. Yeah. Doesn't stuff. exist. No, but it's he's got an actual like red Tomahawks. That's <laughs> not the US Tomahawks. Just like made up teams. I've got some like bomber jet ones. Whoever they are. But if Nick Hampton in his spare time is sewing made up rugby league <laughs> jer- badges onto pairs of shorts that he owns, it would not shock me in the slightest. <laughs> I thought you just told you he's potentially doing that. So, <laughs> I'm just backing you up. Did he make up his own teams on the Rugby League Live One? Get all the jerseys printed and shorts made, and then just give and, me a pair of them and, and, and put, not and tell him, me and where they came create from. Create himself at halfback. Yes. Yeah. He definitely did. He did. Josh Robbo, forty-four. With Sydney FC six-one win last night, what has been your favourite and most surprising semi-final final result in any sport? Oh, good question. Semi-final makes it interesting. Um, mm. So, for, uh, might be a bit niche for some people, but there was a there was a wild card game in the NFL in I think two thousand and nine or ten. The Ravens played the Patriots in New England, and they just beat the brakes off them. They scored four touchdowns in the first like eighteen minutes or something crazy, mm. and the game was over. It was awesome. No need for Billy Cundiff anymore. <laughs> that was before that. <laughs> Dale, you got a favourite semi? <laughs> only semi Red Radra. Yeah. Red Radra? He's the only uh, Rindranger that I I think of. Jeez. Uh, also, when we were 40 0 up against Manly and Lottie Takiri like, dunked on George Tafua, that, <laughs> that, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, like no. most surprising, he says. I mean, no surprise, but Broncos being the Bulldogs in 06, the end result was not a surprise. But, but coming the down, way it got there was. From, you know, down by 20 odd points at half time and, and coming back with. Moving the team back around and Hodges back to fullback and whatever that was a great one. Um, we obviously ended up losing one of them, but the Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary streak <laughs> was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't like the loss to the Seahawks. That was a surprising result, though. Not a favourite one in 2014. But then otherwise, I know it's not a semi final, but a final. The Cavs coming down with, back from three one down is still one of my greatest sports yeah, memories. Awesome. Fair. And not, no, you haven't got a semi, Dale. No, 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 not at the moment. Yeah, uh, 
And then he said, are the Panthers the biggest con artists of the NRL? And why is the answer yes? Well, you've answered your own question. Yeah, there, you've, my you've played yourself here, it's, my friend. It's yes. Yeah. Yes. This is question time, because not it's answer different your own Because like, for some reason, well, them and the Knights are for some reason always held to a sort of lower standard to achieve success than most teams are. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Um, imagine sacking Anthony Griffin and getting worse. Could it I... be my club? <laughs> my club would never. No, we just got we got we got another version of him in now, Bungard. It's the same now. We were better for a while there. Uh Miss eight. When we declare hoops and hails as the official king and queen of Brisbane, will they be classed as the rulers of the house of the brown snake? Well they are great people. I heard they were great hosts again on Magic Weekend, but you're giving us these jokes we weren't there for. Magic I'm Weekend more jokes. sad that I wasn't there now. Yeah, mm. uh, mate. They had baked goods for the people staying over their house. What? Fresh homemade baked Elite goods on Saturday areas. Yeah. Um, what? No. Why have we, people sending in photos this week? No. <laughs> Simo, do you media. know what this is? <laughs> Simo has one of these. He should know. This is a photo of a dinosaur at a museum. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up, made sense. No, I just want. <laughs> From now on, I want people to send in their questions with an abstract photo that has absolutely nothing to do with Rugby League and no words accompanying it. But he's trying to attach this one to Rugby League. What is it? The di- the, well, now we're going to talk about it. Daniel's got anger. says, why does this dinosaur look from Brisbane Museum look like it's about to throw a spiral pass? And it does look it, like it that. It does. I haven't got the answers for you, mate. Retweet it from the podcast account if anyone cares. No, they, they can find it. it. Simo asks, is Corey Norman a Rugby League prophet with his foreshadowing a magic weekend? And how good is Rugby League? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yes. Pat and Meister Magic Round was awesome It's not a question It's easy to be said on the podcast Yeah Did he get mounted by young Frankie? He did get mounted by young Frankie Good. Not the first <laughs> mm. Look out for more of not that Not the first of... larger <laughs> specimen Who's been mounted by young Frankie I'll tell you that much yeah. Shout out to ex-girlfriend <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ Mitchell <laughs> Wowee well, we. I thought, well, I thought Last name from a famous mil- From a famous milk brand <laughs> Not saying dairy farmers but I, I thought you were going to go with the, the, uh, the I thought that was a bunker sledge And I was going to be yeah. I also thought I was getting sledged <laughs> Well, you, did, you did get mounted as well. <laughs> I, I sledged a girl that nobody knows, but that's just how I am. <laughs> Cop that, Frankie. <laughs> Woof. Back for you next bunker. So to speak. <laughs> but yeah, you both see the ravages of drunk Frankie in a South Jersey. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad true. mix. Gilbert or Gillard, with the Roosters players shaking hands like they're at a business meeting when they scored tries on a weekend. What are the wankiest try celebrations you've seen and where does the handshake rank? The handshake was bizarre. Did you see that? Cooper Cronk scored and Luke Keery walked up to him and just shook his hand. I, I like it. It's very uh, like early 80s English football. It was football. like when LeBron had a specific like weirdly complicated handshake with every player on the Cavs, but then him and Delhi was just a business-like handshake. Mm. To be fair, Sensible. Delhi is a very Pure business-like grit. man. Mm-hmm. He is. Just goes about his business. Uh, I actually enjoyed that. What's the wankiest one? Like, I still, I, I thought all the dumb ones the Blues used to do in Origin were stupid. Like what, wankiest wankiest the, from this weekend. Hated Fuck. it. Semi shushing the Parramatta fans when they're like forty thousand points ahead, mate. Don't, don't do that. You mean Sully? Sully? No, no, Semi. Hmm? What? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right, Sully. I thought you meant Moses I mean, Sully. I was like, God, even I'm. They're, like, or, they're already quiet. What are you shushing? Yeah, <laughs> Gallon shushing Queenslanders giving it to him made sense. Yes. Vunavalu shushing like the four people that were still in Suncorp when they were up by seventeen thousand points. Yeah. Well, Vunavalu saw the previous biggest scrub in the game shush someone. He's like, you know what? I am it's the current biggest scrub in the game. <laughs> Also, if he's got to do it. I've got to do on, it. On the topic of on the topic of uh, Vonavalo being a grub, uh, his squirrel grip on Clint Gutherson going unnoticed this weekend. Not, well, he is a not grub. Pleased. Well, mate, wing just the, can't the... be grubs. <laughs> okay, what a fallacy that is. Speaking of squirrel grips, <laughs> you're welcome. That was very good. Uh, Manny P25 asked, "How good are side bets?" And again, he's referring to Frankie, who is What's when he's done? drunk, just screaming at people around him and betting on things. <laughs> 
betting on when the sun would cover his knees or something. His knees were too hot. His knees were burning. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Was this another line on the ground that you haven't told us about? No, but he was. Jeez, that was a loose weekend. Yeah. One eye, one eye tiger underscore says, Should next year's magic round be condensed to three days with a 2 3 3 game split? Well, I think we all agree that that would be logistically better for fans, but yeah. as we already covered, it's well, not going to happen the, because of. The NRL want that too. Potentially, yeah. broadcasters could get on board. They pitched it this Just year. Just for a week. Just for a but week, no Thursday. 2 3 night. 3. Yeah, it would be good. Um. Michael Darren 79 said, Hey, Mitch, I'm not too late. Will the Flying Fox camera angles be used by coaches, etc.? Uh, no, because there's no way Fox Sports gave it to them. Hmm. <laughs> True. But, Although, yeah. I like, and I know that we, we have harped on about this weekend, but the production this week was unbelievably good. I liked it. People were whinging about the Flying Fox camera. I actually Mate, liked it. I would love press red for Flying Fox. I know it was dumb for like the conversions or whatever. It follows the ball. But I actually nah. liked it on the backline movements. I like seeing it follow the ball. There. I love it. I, I, and I know that uh, was it this year they had the the over the top sky cam for, for mm. the NFL and it was like you yeah. could they had some stuff where it was like watching Madden yeah that, they've had that forever yeah. XFL brought that in but like yeah. I I think that like it, that, that's one of the good things from from my point of view at least from Magic Weekend obviously it gives me a heap of work to do but the good thing is you've got those like twelve or fourteen or however many cameras you've got three extra four extra cameras for every game so it's like every game is like watching Origin mm. I, li- I liked the Flying Fox I just, I yeah did. me too I was, I was, it was got heaps of negative feedback I don't know why both both of the really high angles uh, behind the goals were really good as well you just anything new gets negative feedback yep. oh there's a rover that's taking somebody's yeah. job <laughs> Learn to run smoothly yeah. and in slow-mo. Yeah, uh, Frankie Young's 87 asks, <laughs> here he is, classic, why doesn't Suncorp Stadium have RSA rules? Blaming <laughs> 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 the devices around him. <laughs> uh, was Cor- Frankie one of the injuries from Ma- Magic Weekend that the NRL physio was worried about? You could blame Magic Weekend for that one, though, potentially. <laughs> could. Corey Goat says, can you explain why Suncorp surface is the reason why Corner hit his head on a hip and Tuberg got hit in the head? No, I can't. Mm. I mean, it was it was this it was Suncorp surface that forced Mike Acevo to kill a man. Yeah, you just can't explain it. Messi underscore Ozil's come in with a question. And I already see it's a bad question. He's asked, "How we all know Seabold's a fan of Van Stats? Should he be happy with Jack Bird's perfect try to ACL ratio this season? <laughs> well, he scored two tries, champ. He has two ACLs. Chief. Yeah, he did one of them. Yeah. Oh, he's corrected himself already. He's re- he realised Bird scored two tries. Yeah, cop that. Maybe he's got a very he's got he's got double efficiency. Yeah, stuff. Miss um, Sunshine Triple Eight said, "How awkward is it to have to to introduce yourself in a face to face meeting with people by using your handle?" We well, see Just all three of us have. Well, my name isn't my name anymore. But all three of us had handles that were our names. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't hard. People yes. still just know that I'm like I get called Doyle. So I'm a, like, a lot of people are confused by why your name is not Thamat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where's the underscore in in Dale Roots? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is confusing. It's on my bets, but no, no, like Dale introduced himself. Hi, I'm Dale. This is not hi, I'm Mister Underscore S Triple Eight. It's not the it was, same. It was very funny when I once Charlie and I had to go to a party where, I mean, uh, well, let's just say the crowd was like you to not like footy Twitter. It was like you like we Hip- think we're the funniest people in the hipster world. Twitter. Hipster lefty Twitter types, and people were visibly. Was it your Flawed. engagement party? It was not. Jesus Christ. You were there. You, just caught, you insulted yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> You're going to take some for the team. People were visibly flawed when um, she was like, I don't have Twitter. Someone said but, that? No, she said that because she doesn't. And yeah. people at this party acted like she just said she was like a white supremacist. That was like, what? What she, well, she pretty much is, I believe. <laughs> to, to, the, to the left now. <laughs> if you're not on Twitter, you're essentially a white yeah. supremacist. Aren't you? It's just bizarre. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really weird. But you yeah. don't tell everyone your opinion. All the time, mm. like I do. There's, two, there's two ways meeting people on the internet can go. Like they can be good blokes, so you can have a good time with, 
case in point, this podcast, people that I hang out with, blah, blah, blah. Or they can be the people who, when they're in person, are completely antisocial and just play on their phone the whole time, yeah. which we've seen both. Yeah, we've, we've seen both of those. So don't be that number, don't be that second guy. I, be I'd, ra- guy. I'd rather you spill a beer on me than not talk to I've me. Had, I've had the weird occasion, like, sometimes you've had that meeting and you'll say, you know, you're meeting, you're like, I met from Twitter or whatever, and then you don't talk about Twitter once again. Yeah, I had the weird occasion, I met someone from Twitter at the footy once, I asked where I was sitting, they came sat next to me, and they spoke about Twitter the like, entire 80 yeah, minutes. I was like, like that. Oh, well, I'm not watching a game with you again. They were no. talking about like, and they were doing that classic stuff like you probably came out on Twitter when you're like t- ten years ago. It's like, oh man, I tweeted this thing and that person got more retweets than me. They tweeted the same thing as I did. For it's like, sake. oh my god, don't. I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> Shut up, Jesus Christ. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. But yeah, just don't. That's do that. why. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's, it's great for me. Generally, people, most of my meetings on Twitter have been very positive. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, all you can the, tell the person. All, all the footy inclined people I've met are great blokes. But that was one of those people that reached out when they saw I tweeted at a game and they said, "Oh, where are you? I'll come meet you." And it's like I was already like, Ugh, but. Whatever. But anyway, um, another photo. Quote: Dangerous got angry with no more photos. Going to the museum and it's another dinosaur photo. It's a taxi derby cat. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Why does this taxi derby cat from the Brisbane Museum look less tired than Ivan Cleary? <laughs> <laughs> Looks more like. I mean, he is in charge of a lot of taxi derby cats <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> well, they're both stuffed. Am I right? <laughs> that was good. Elvio Five says, "How good is going. winning?" And he added me. Now he's now he's on my side. <laughs> I like this. I'm enjoying the era of Smug LV. His yeah. team has more wins than yours. They do. No, he's in that we won as well. So they, they still have one more win than you. They, they have do. four. You have three. They know. They, they, they were ahead of us. Than three. It is. They're also ahead of us last year. Yeah, I so. said still. Mm. Hmm. Hey, oh, Bredo must have met Simo. So despite being a Twitter gronk, Simo is a generally good broke. Does this also apply to the other half of Broncos Weekly, or is he even bigger dickhead in person? Nah, he's <laughs> a good guy. Uh, dep- it depends. How many just beers? Clar- just and clarify, also, are you talking about Mitch or Simo? They're both good guys. Yeah, yeah. agree with that. No, young Mitch is a bit of a dickhead. I'm all right now. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. okay. You've matured. There was a, there was a time we went to. Like, okay, if we go to the first game of your team against mine, and your team loses to mine. The first game generally, I'll probably rub your head a few times. Well, that did happen. <laughs> the six, the six straight wins after that, you were fine. That was fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you, you went back for more. No, I, I'm, I didn't do anything to him last week. I rose above because I'm because I'm. Because I'm a good man. I'm just. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, you clearly think we're decent blokes. Also, actually, I, I mean, if so. if you try to yeah. ruffle his hair, he would just push you away like a child because he's got you for rage. Uh, maybe. Uh, Michael Morgan. No, Warwick Hearn asked at Michael Morgan. Oh, Is Michael Morgan the next immortal awaiting Jimmy's banana kick? Well, it was good. By the way, the highlight of that game was. It, I, don't, I don't know if you were watching on Nine or Fox, but it took Gus like 40 minutes to finish the Joey banana kick story that was yeah. like. A four-sentence story this is, after this that. This is Michael why Morgan. Fatty telling jokes is better than Gus telling stories. He started it when Michael Morgan did that. I'm fairly certain he didn't finish the anecdote until the second half. Well, well, this banana kick was so <laughs> good that Billy Slater tried to, get, tried to take photos with, with the homeless. That's how good this banana was. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on his Instagram. Very good. Pete Siddle was suddenly interested in signing it. <laughs> it was. Jeez. Fredo Shank says, "Say I'm a good bloke. Anyway, should we have a round dedicated to raising money for liver transplants for Magic Round attendees? Mm. Mate, one of them needs one. Yeah. Uh, ben Mansfield asks All hype aside Is Payne Haas The greatest front rower In the history of the game And should he captain New South Wales in Australia I mean It's good to see The the Broncos fans Are you know Keeping their expectations Tempered on young yeah. Payne Haas Man, We're going to enjoy When he debuts in Origin this year And it's going to ruin Nick Camden's life Because Campbell's already he, You know He respects the jerseys Many do And some reason Still applies a standard To the Blues Oh no there's a Are f- you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> How has this happened <laughs> Oh, is that the end of the show? I think, it, I think it is. We've got a few questions to go. Well, I don't think they can get answered. This has never happened before. <laughs> How long does this go for?
Hi guys, Matt here. Um, so the answer to Mitch's earlier question of how long does this go for is apparently quite a long time. Um, the alarm wouldn't stop for a very long time and the boys had to leave because we've all got jobs to go to tomorrow. So really sorry if we didn't get to the last couple of questions, if they're your questions. Um, hopefully we can get to them next week unless they were time sensitive. And yeah, hopefully you can enjoy the first um, 95% of this podcast that wasn't interrupted by some idiot burning his dinner. But yeah, uh, have a good week and um, we'll see you next week.